Hello and welcome to the season finale of the Listing Leaders Podcast, the show where we aim to educate and entertain on all things listing leaders in Northwest Indiana real estate. In this season one finale, we discussed work-life balance as it relates to being a 1099 independent contractor or a W-2 employee and how you can improve both. Please stick around all the way to the end and we have appreciated you listening all season long. Here's how it all went down. Hello and welcome to the season finale of the Listing Leaders Podcast. I'm Brandon Rainwater, joined by the best in the business. They've been with me since we've been all together, not with me. That We've been together since episode one. We made a commitment to do 12 episodes. Here we are on episode 12, Joshua Wozniak, Brian Manning, Thank Hello. you, gentlemen. Hello. We didn't get canceled. We didn't get canceled yet. Nope. No. Looks, dozens of fans kept us in the game. Dozens. Our, our tens and tens of fans. Kept us in the game. Have kept us in the game. So for this episode, let's keep it light. Let's keep it celebratory. Let's talk about some of the things that we loved, the hated. Let's talk about our hobbies. Let's get to know each other a little bit. Let's still bring value to the broker. But... Overall, this has just been a, a whole lot of fun. It's, it's been an honor of mine to do this with you. I've learned so much. I'm really looking forward to season two and how we can make it better. Because uh, isn't that the goal, to always be getting better? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I would think that as well. I guess well. we're in unison on that, Brian. That yes. is the goal and of stereo. our Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Jinx. <laughs> One, two, three, you owe me a coat. But... It all goes down to you listening, so we appreciate you as well. We hope you gained value. We have had some select feedback from some of you. It's all been positive, also with suggestions, which we absolutely love. You can, I'm always open to constructive criticism. It's the only way we get better. Mm -hmm. I'm always game for that. But again, let's start it the way we always would. We are all active brokers. We do this every two weeks. It is the peak of the heat and the summer selling season. How has your last two weeks been, Josh? It's been pretty good. I uh, I actually am closing a deal um, that I, I just got under contract within the last two weeks. This is another quick one. Cool. Um, this is actually going to be the least expensive piece of real estate I've ever sold, um, which I'm actually kind of excited about just because it broadens my horizons you know I yeah, mean, man. i'm there even for people who are looking to uh in this case invest in you know cheaper property this one's uh twenty eight thousand dollars in south bend wow. so um and it's somebody they're very excited about it um i'm glad to have been able to help them out it's actually an op city deal um nice. it's actually going to be my first op city deal that i've closed because i don't i don't really do a whole lot of op city but and then I also had a, a listing appointment for a rental um, in Michigan City. So we'll be listing that. Um, hopefully, we're, we're going to get the uh, tenant uh, pre-approved, and we'll mm -hmm. be able to uh, keep it, you know, just and have it pass hands. But Can I ask uh, how you're compensating yourself for, that, for the rental listing, since that's kind of unique? What do you mean? So that'll be, we'll do a listing agreement. Um, but it's for a rental, correct? Well, no. So sorry. It is rented. currently a yes, rental. Yes. Oh, forgive me. Forgive no, me. That's okay. Tenant's gonna buy the the property. Gotcha, hopefully, gotcha. hopefully. I thought you were listing Pen something for rent. No. In this case, it's already being rented out. Um, I'm listing it on behalf of the owner. Uh, we're hoping to uh, get the tenant pre-approved mm -hmm. so that they are able to buy it. Um, 
But if that is not possible based on you know credit and income, then we will be listing it. Um, I mean, we're going to list it regardless, yeah. but we'll be marketing it um, to the public if the tenant is unable to be the buyer. So that was a good listing appointment. Um, we'll see how it goes. That's awesome, man. So like one one thing I want to make a note of there because we don't talk a lot about this, but now we know the rental market's super tight right now, but did you know Gnayar also labels listings as well? They do. You could search not only by sale, but you can also search by rental. A lot of times those rentals, um, they're on the higher end, right? Clearly, if we're putting them on Gnayar, they're not just being scooped up immediately on the Facebook marketplace. But as brokers, we can get in touch with these high-end rentals um, and we can offer them and we can be compensated. Oftentimes that compensation is a form of one month's rent. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about, or I've, I've seen half month's rents as well. So if we're talking about a $2,500 month rental, obviously there doesn't need to be a commission on the other side of the sale because we're dealing right. with a renter. Mm -hmm. You sell it, you bring them the renter, the renter meets the qualifications of the of the landlord and boom, easy money, right? Yeah, and uh, one, one way to do that, uh, check the MLS, find those rentals listings and then go to the social media platforms like Facebook and post uh, the details uh, looking for renters. Heck and yeah. So then you have people reaching out, hey, I'm looking for a three bedroom, two bathroom like you're describing. And then basically, you know, you connect them up with that MLS listing. Uh, help them apply, and, and that's when you're uh, on track to be compensated for your work. Ugh, and this rental market is brutal right now. Brian Manning, how was your last two weeks, buddy? Uh, it was pretty good. I had two closings. I finally got rid of the Hessville house. It's gone. Yes. Sold it four times. Ooh, ooh, Something tells ooh. me come season two, episode one, you're yeah, going to be yeah. like, hey, remember that Hessville house? No, this one's gone. It's man. back on the market. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. It's gone. Bye, Felicia. It's probably outdated already. Awesome. But, uh, no, I had two closings. Uh, one was, it went dry, but they finalized it Monday morning, so we're good. And then I've got a listing coming up, but, you know, it, my other job is pulling me pretty hard back the other way, so it's killing some of my free time. They mm -hmm. see that you're escaping. They're yeah, like, they we got to reel them back. They see that I, I, I'm lackadaisical about what I do at work, so they're like, hey, we got a project for you. Come do this. Yeah. All right. We need more of your focus. But, um, no, it's been good, man. I'm excited. And, you know, it's summer. So it is take some time and enjoy the outdoors and, oh, and definitely. What, what's going on out there, you know. You know, and working, that's... But you got to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a key theme of our episode too, Brian. Uh, it's kind of going beyond uh, just our uh, scope of being realtors and a little bit more into what we enjoy personally. So why don't you talk a little bit about um, kind of like what, when it comes to summertime and, and springtime and basically any other, any time where it's not cold like the wintertime specifically, what do you like to do, Brian? What Outdoors like and do? things like that. So, I mean, obviously summer, I like, you know, go take a ball game and go to a White Sox game. There is no other baseball team in this area. What That's is right. it about the ball That's game? Right. What are, what's the highlights? Is no, it, it's just fun. Just there's that minor league the team culture. on the north side, right? Yeah, that, that, yeah, there is a minor league team on the north side. And I'm sure <laughs> we probably made half of our listeners mad, so five yeah. people just shut it off. <laughs> we just lost five We fans. just lost five viewers. Dang it, man. Anyways, uh, no, I like to go. I take the kids to the ball game. I like, you know, we have fun. Um, but in the summertime, I like to throw bags, hang out in the pool, smoke a cigar, you know, just run, re relax and unwind because – I work probably between 50 and 60 hours a week on the on the shore at, at the mill, and then everything I do on the real estate side. So it's go 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 go. I love that right. though. My man hustles. Yeah, it's always go 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 go, and and I feel I feel disconnected sometimes from 
the family when I, I'm like that. So when I get a chance to sit back, relax, have a, you know, I like to throw stuff on a smoker, you know, brisket, breads, pulled pork. Awesome. You know, uh, smoke a cigar and just and just kick back and relax and don't have no care in the world. I can't. I can't. So when you I'm do- incapable of that. <laughs> like when I look at somebody who can do that, I'm in awe. I'm, I'm jealous of that. I, I, mean, I don't know what that looks like. I don't do it all day. I, I know. I always sure. have a project sure. or something I got to do around the house that I want to knock out. But. So, so when you're doing that, Brian, when you're at the ball game or when you're when you're smoking uh, some meats or things like that, do you find that you are able to kind of clear your mind and focus on the joyful things that are right in front of you? Sure. Or are I, you kind of like one foot in, one foot out? No, I, I, I mean, I'm always got my phone in my hand yep. and. and Working the next putting out deal fires. Or, or, yeah, putting out a fire or whatever, but I, I do try to to cherish the time because you know, as you as anyone with children knows, they they grow so fast. Yep. You know, you we just watch Brandon's uh, children walk out and I'm willing to bet that he can remember when they were four and six. I know? hope so. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> I hope I now, can remember. One's driving, you know. Yeah, and, and she ready is. to graduate. And yep. It's just like it goes so fast. So you gotta you gotta so take good. it. You know, I, I love that line, and I'm trying to remember which movie it was. Once in a while, you got to stop and smell the roses, you know. Appreciate life. Yep. You can't just be go, 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 go. Well, yeah, I think that's really, uh, for somebody who has a job, like realtor, you don't really, I mean, they say you set your own hours, which is true. However, things come up, you have to deal with them. The unexpected, you know, things come up unexpectedly. So I think it's a real skill, a real important skill for uh, realtors to have to be able to kind of flip that switch where either you're you're on and you're dealing with something, you're focused, you're calling, whatever you got to do, following through, or you're out, you know, taking a walk in the park, you know, stopping to smell the flowers. I do appreciate that you called it a skill. I think it is. It is something that has to be learned. Mm-hmm. So when I can when I talk about how I'm fully well aware of my faults, I have a I have a, I have a lot of self awareness going on inside of me, and I'm I can't I have no chill like that is a skill <laughs> that I know I need to refine because I am I run on the highest high strung side and I have when we were talking we're talking about mental health if I'm sitting for more than ten minutes I'm having a battle in between my ears there's a there's a war going on of me not being productive and why can't I just and the other half's like why can't I, I earn this time to sit back and relax but the other side's like you could be doing X Y and Z and getting that done right now instead you're watching the Umbrella Academy <laughs> yeah no I think that's honestly I can relate to that quite a bit um, and it is tough to balance, especially because you don't really always know. You know, this is something that we've touched on in the past, that a lot of times, you know, as a realtor, the work that you're putting in, you're, that's actually for the future. You know? Always. So, always. Exactly. So you do worry, and it is reasonable to worry, that if you're relaxing, it's like, am I going to, like, two worry. months from now, three months from now, six months from now, you know, I got to be, yeah, putting things in the pipeline. Did that cost me money? Right, right. That's something you can very easily start to worry about. When you're just enjoying the simple things in life, you can be second-guessing. Oh, is it okay for me to spend this time outside just smelling the flowers because I'm the only one really driving my business? Well, I think the meta perspective there and something that that could be a podcast all in itself is just time management. 
That's right. very true. If you discipline yourself enough to be, and I've, I've heard Kevin do this speech quite well, like in the morning you work on your business and night you work in your business. And, you know, there has to, if you're disciplined enough to budget time, then yeah, your brain is going to be able to switch gears when it knows consistently from seven till nine o'clock at night, I don't take any calls. I t it, wrote, it goes right to voicemail. That's me time where I can legitimately check out be present with my family or whatever else yeah. my attention needs. And, and with me having the, that second career, it I learned right away real fast that it was easier for me to roll my that schedule forward. So I start at 4 a.m. Uh, every day. I got a four o'clock. I do a four o'clock start in the morning, and by 10, 12 hours in, it's only two or four o'clock in the afternoon. So it's not that big of a deal to take that drive and yep. meet a client at a showing in Valpo or Chesterton, mm -hmm. you know, at 4:30 in the afternoon. I still feel when I get home, yeah, I'm tired. It's been a long day, but I'm still there for my family for those couple hours, you know, before I start falling asleep on the couch at 8.30 at night. Yeah. Right. No, that that's 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 good. Plus, I mean, you can slowly burn yourself out. But you have having that level of autonomy over your current uh, schedule is awesome because I remember the 6 to 2 shift was always, that was the poo, man. Getting off at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, feeling like you got your whole day ahead of you, and mm -hmm. you already put in an 8 to 10 hour day at work or your W-2. Yeah. It feels good. And then you go out and actually start making some money. <laughs> you know, I think we're touching on something really powerful here as far as if you combine um, the time management and the burnout, mm -hmm. those two concepts, um, Every business person, you know, there's something behind the curtain where they want fulfillment out of life. They want to do the things that they enjoy. A lot of times people aren't in business for fun. They're in it, you know, for a living. And if you're lucky, it's both. You have fun making a living. But True. I think that's a really vital question. And that's, I think, kind of something we should talk about is, like, how do you create that balance? You know, like, for, for everything that you do in real estate, how do you also manage your time to not become burnt out you know but and i think it's just taking care of yourself and doing the things that you enjoy being around your family um and friends and and yep. uh working towards your your life goals in general um, i also think it kind of it, it'll factor into the strength and location of what your why is so your why is your driving factor right if your why is to have that money to spend more time, quality time with your family, I think you're naturally going to prioritize spending more time with your family. Right. If your why is financial freedom by or financial independence by age X, then yeah, your why may be a little bit different. You may need to build in and structure into your time uh, the little things. If you do have a family, if you are a father, duh, making sure that those things don't fall by the wayside. Or mother. Or, or mother for sure. Um, but I... I feel that you do need to take, even if you're, no matter what your why is and what direction you're rolling, you do need to take a moment and decompress. You, you have to. Oh, you do. You know, whether it be, because another thing I like to do is golf. I'll go out on okay. a golf course, it's, it's a good three hours of, of just chill time, mm -hmm. you know? And I can answer the phone, someone calls me or texts me for, for real estate, I can answer it, no big deal. Uh, fall, and I'm gonna lead this into you because we're gonna ask what you like to do next, Josh, is fall time, sitting in a, in a deer stand, you know, I, I, I do use a blind. Uh, it's just you, the woods, and you're waiting for the deer and, and, and all your thoughts. And by the time you're done with the hunt after what a weekend or whatever, it's like you got a clear head. Like you just hit the, the recycle can on, on your computer and threw all that trash out because it's all gone. Oh, that's awesome. And now you got a whole new re uh, outlook. 
So it's it's good to get out there and just you know, you know say you don't have to hunt, but just to decompress and yeah. get your thoughts and get get all those all those emotions out and and then you're good to go. I, and I'm leaning this into you because you we we had a text. We're all in a text group. And yeah. Josh went fishing yesterday. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know when you were just mentioning getting out there in your blind, that's exactly what came to mind. Was uh, yesterday I went fishing. And that was a uh, spur-of-the-moment decision. I did that on a whim, and thankfully, a buddy of mine was feeling, you know, similarly uh, spontaneous. So we went out together and fished, and, you know, it really goes back to what we were talking about, about are you able to have peace while you're doing other things. And fortunately, yesterday, I was able to. I wasn't out, you know, worrying about anything that needs to be done or any other thing in the world, really. And, uh, yeah, it was beautiful. A friend of mine and I, we went out and fished. And my friend, at a certain point, thought we weren't catching nothing. And I was holding out hope. I said, I don't know, man. I've got a good feeling. So we ended up catching a small catfish. And uh, we actually took it back to my house. This was after sundown. And uh, we went back to to my place. And uh, we started a little fire outside and actually cooked it up. And we took some eggs right out of my chicken coop, and uh, we actually cooked those right over the fire too. So we did like a little um, awesome. caveman yeah. caveman midnight snack there. I mean, but it was a fulfilling meal as well. So. Caveman midnight you, snack. And again, you had your phone. You were able to take a call if somebody yes. called and had a problem with, sure. with whatever. But you didn't, you know, for that, those couple hours, you didn't have, you weren't focusing on, you know, where's my next client going to come from? Where's my next, you know, what's going to go on with this clothes? Yeah. Are we going to get the, the, the appraisal? you got to decompress. Definitely. That's, that's a great, great point. What about you, Brandon? Um, well, decomp- I can decompress, but look, if I can take it all the way back to start, nobody ever asked me how my last two weeks were. Uh, how was your last two <laughs> weeks, so, Brandon? must have been pretty good if you want to talk about it. must have been pretty good, it. yeah. <laughs> no, but I do want to take it full circle to at least go back to start there because while my last two weeks hasn't been full of um, – necessarily my personal real estate accomplishments it has been full of a couple super super positive things that i wanted to definitely share on air uh one of them is is obviously i run the listing leaders academy we're sponsoring the porter county fair i think that's super super exciting Um, as a part of my porter county fair sponsorship i get to run radio ads on indiana 105 our local country station and so what me and my radio rep had decided to do was since i'm so proud of my google reviews we selected a couple of people who had left me a review, became a broker, and would be willing to go down to the station and read their review as a commercial. And like, I thought that was such a brilliant idea because now I only, I get like the value I get to provide these students like just doesn't stop. Now I get to go to a couple people who I know who graduated and are hungry, hungry to learn more. And I get to be like, hey, how would you like to go get on air, uh, plug the academy, introduce yourself to 140,000 people, uh, right. you know, and just do something cool? Cause that's just kind of cool. So two of my students that became brokers did that. I was super appreciative of, of, the, of them. I'm very proud of them. I thought that sounded great. And it was a really, really fun thing for me to do. Um, on the other side of kind of how my last, oh, and look out for those, uh, that'll be playing two weeks. Uh, the last, the middle two weeks of July, you'll be able to hear that radio ad on Indiana 105. Quick, quick question. Shoot. Are the two that went, are they enlisting leaders or are they, they are. brokers? They are. Oh, no, they are both listing leaders. Nice. Absolutely. Both members, proud members of Select. Um, and the other thing that's starting to happen that now that I've put so many people through my school, uh, 
I'm starting to see with more and more frequency, students that have graduated start closing deals. And I can't tell you like what a mother hen kind of pride that gives me uh, when I see in our private Facebook groups, the legitimate excitement of the all question. these people <laughs> that like I got to form relationships with, I got to teach them what they know about real estate, then I pass them off to our world-class mentors, sure. But it's no, I beam with no less pride when my students start making deals and making money and it just it, it's validating for me it should be proof to everybody that's listening out there and that's not a broker like can this be done a hundred percent this can be done we're doing it every day man mm -hmm. you just got to get in touch with the right people and be ready to make that jump so those were my last two weeks and it was something that i that had both of those things brought me a whole lot of pride but that wasn't really your question, was it? No, that's uh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, we're... I I appreciate you bringing us back and uh, and and getting your input on the last two weeks because that's something that we've done consistently uh, throughout the episode. So we wouldn't want to leave you out on that. Um, so my question to you is: Did you shed at least a tear of joy about any of that, or is it a little you know beneath that? That's you, you know haven't reached man? that threshold. My yet. problem is, is I'm always crying. <laughs> <laughs> so let me be the first to admit. Uh, and I'm pointing at my shoulder. All of my emotions are right there. Yeah, right on your sleeve. <laughs> I wear them all on the outside. Now, granted, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a thick-skinned individual, so you can say whatever you want, but you're going to know how I'm feeling from 15 <laughs> feet away. <laughs> I like that. I can't help it. It's just me, right? No, I think it's good. Honestly, I used to not be, like, when I was a kid, my dad like would cry at a movie and I'd be like scoffing at him, you know. Really? Like I mean if it was a sad part, like, you know, like somebody loses their I, child or something. No, I too laugh at my dad about that. And but now as it's, you get older, yep. it, you can feel it coming. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. It's I don't care what age you are, you have no soul if you didn't cry during any Pixar movie ever. <laughs> I feel like Pixar is just designed to extract the tears in any way, shape, or form. Like the first 15 minutes of the movie Up. If you didn't cry during the first opening scene of the movie Up, there's something very wrong with you. Yeah, Did you get like, kicked out of the theater for sobbing? I, not that. Not I, that I'll movie. give you like good movies like that, like Brian's Song. Or, yeah, or, sure. You know, the Pixar movies or Old Yeller back in the day. Oh, it was Old Yeller. But... My dad cries over a John Deere commercial. <laughs> and, then, and then he cries about... Just about the track. He's like, golly, oh, that's a beautiful piece of The joke that we have is we ask him to, tell us about the John Deere story, uh, commercial again, Dad. And as he's telling the story about the commercial, he starts crying again. Oh, my so goodness. That's why we laugh at him. That's okay. Funny. I can relate yeah, to that. Funny. No, and I think... Bring it back into... Brandon. Yeah, but no, to, to your point, though, it's actually... It is good to experience your own emotions. It is not oh, good yeah. to disconnect from them it's it's good to experience them life's short you know you gotta you gotta live it you gotta live it up love that super love but so that. what do you do for fun brandon what what are your things that you enjoy or what are some of your bucket list items tell us a little bit about you outside of real estate um that's a really good question um the older i get the more i find i have a little bit of wanderlust i the, the world is becoming a very very small place and i'm wanting to experience more of it uh, so I am finding traveling being more and more a priority of mine. Um, I do famously lack a lot of chill. So a lot of my activities that I enjoy uh, tend to be active. I'm an avid hiker. I super enjoy hiking, but usually hiking with a challenge slash payoff. So like I enjoy hiking mountains. I'll hike up five mount five a five-mile mountain if the payoff at the top is 
360 degree postcard view, right? Um, I very much enjoy new things, new experiences, uh, uh, stuff like that. I, I kind of want to go on a, a side note there and just talk about this. We talk about work-life balance and while I don't really have a point that I'm going to be able to make this to, there's something that I've always thought was interesting about successful people. Um, successful people never feel, and I'm not grouping myself up in this category, please, I'm not, but I look at famously successful people, they live to be like 100, 110, because if you ask them at any point in time, they'd tell you their work is never done. There's always a purpose, always a driver, always this self-development journey that they never feel like they can accomplish. I do have this mentality and this kind of thought process where if you slow down, you die. And, I, and, and I'm obviously saying that from a very um, uh, candid perspective, if you will. Yeah. But a lot of people, uh, I feel like I'm invariably going to fall in this category where my work is never done. I actually kind of equate it all the way back. I don't know if you saw the, the musical Hamilton. I cried because I'm a human and, and Hamilton was awesome. So but Brian's I really resonated with the song Satisfied. He's never satisfied. And when, they, when I heard that, it just kind of clicked in me. I have a naturally uh, high amount of ambition, and I wonder if I'll ever be satisfied. So I've, I'm so encouraged by you guys and your responses, and, and especially like you said, Josh, learn, knowing, noting that decompression like Brian said and being able to check out like Josh said is a skill. And if it's one you don't have, I suggest that it's one you make note of that and and once you uh, once you make yourself aware of that, you can slowly start working on it. Because I am the kind of person who won't stop until I experience burnout and fatigue. And then I'm three days out. Then I'm laid up for three days. I mean, I call them funks. Mm -hmm. And I know I could regulate my life better by managing my time better. But I just tend to go, 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 go. Mm. And I know that's a, that's a character flaw of mine. Hmm. So that's why I say what a lot of my it's hobbies. Not, you shouldn't really look at it as a flaw. You should look at it well, as just your, you got a high motor. You got a lot of drive. Yeah, but I know I don't use my, my time. I need to be able to tell my brain it is a okay, Brandon, to not do anything for the next two hours. Like that's whether it be to play a video game, read a book, throw the ball with my son, even if I have my phone on me, like it's okay. Yep. And I'll plague my, my mind will just plague me with all the things that I could do. I'm a checklist guy. If anybody ever knows me, if you know me outside of this podcast, you know me, I'm known for checklists. Every day I'm writing down 10 to 15 things. And by the end of the day, I want all those checked off. <laughs> and it's, it's admirable. It's you just, just how, need a, it's how just, I function. But you just gotta, you're going to have to just learn. Just yeah. gotta, uh, Try it for an hour. Just chill. No, you're right. Yeah, write your list in pencil, too, and then anything you don't get done, just erase and, and, it. And maybe maybe <laughs> it's something like that. that you don't realize you like to do that, that could put you in that zone. Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I know you said you read books before. Crochet. It could be crochet. Knitting. You you're creating. Yeah. yeah, you're creating. You can make me an afghan. Start a knitting club. I, uh, I actually got into some video editing prior, which is kind of one of the things that Josh and I immediately bonded over. And uh, it turns out video editing is considerably time-consuming and sedentary. And both of those things weren't working well for me. <laughs> you know, uh, I just want to quickly say, because this is something I was just talking about with a friend of mine, about 
because uh, I have that in common with you, Brandon. That 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 drive, that endless drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that braggadociously. I'm saying that in terms wow, of it's a, a word. It, Whoa, it pesters that's me. A five dollar a word. Yeah, braggadocious, <laughs> right? Um, but no, it can that that can pester you when okay. you have that. Okay. You can use it to your advantage. It's a blessing or a curse. So here's the way I look at it. On the short term, you have to be good enough. You have to admit, okay, today, for today, I am good enough. For the rest of my life, I'm nowhere close. That's the way I look at it. So you're never, I'm never going to be good enough. I know that. Mm-hmm. Within myself, I'm never going to think, okay, I'm good enough. I can just stop improving now. Um, but for today and for what I've had up to this point in life, you just have to accept yourself and be content and then take that drive and apply it in the bigger picture and just know life's not guaranteed. You, you're, you don't know if you're going to have enough time to do everything you want to do, but you just keep keep hitting it. And But in the meantime, you just accept what you've been able to do so far and you just appreciate it. You know, I really like that. And I guess one of the things we're kind of organically flushing out in this episode is the importance to take care of yourself, not just your business. Um, and well, maybe I, taking care of yourself is taking care of your business. Well, see, no, that's really exactly what I was going to do, Josh, because mm-hmm. I just I'm, I'm pulling it all the way back to a couple episodes when you talked about how lev- you should be leveraging your hobbies to earn more business, mm-hmm. and like how really one hand still is washing the other. Yeah. <laughs> if you incorporate prospecting in your business with your hobbies, then, I mean, that's that's kind of winning, right? Yeah, definitely. But uh, I get, um, while I do provide a lot, I'm very hard on myself, let's just put it that way. I get an extreme amount of fulfillment just from the things like I said. Seeing other brokers become successful is highly fulfilling to me. Being a part of that process brings me joy and fulfillment and pride. And uh, that's just providing value to people. Like I'm where I'm at because somebody did that for me. And so it's just an honor to be able to provide that for somebody else. Like, it's a good feeling. Agreed. But you are, you know, maybe that is your release. Yeah, agreed. You yeah, know? for sure. Where you just, you know, as you're, as you're putting these people through these classes and they're graduating and they're becoming successful agents on their own, that's that it could be your release. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, would you think it's safe to say, Brandon, that um, – accomplishment is more important to you than relaxation do you feel that way or do you just feel uh, so that's a good point um and let's acknowledge that accomplishment comes in all forms true so i play psychological tricks with myself the reason i'm a checklist guy and the reason you're not going to see that on my phone and it's written out on one of the bajillion yellow pads i have is because i enjoy the catharsis of checking Hmm. I feel accomplished when I look at something and it has a check mark next to it because it's done, right? Those little ones add up. Now, when I close the deal that made me five, six, five figures, yeah, that's a a different level of accomplishment. Sure Mm -hmm. it is. But I just have this thing where I always want to be moving the ball forward. Mm -hmm. Every single day, in some capacity, I want to move the ball forward. So let's just say it's a day where... I know I have to do maintenance around the house. I'm going to spend a half of the day automatically mowing the lawn, weed whacking, vacuuming the pool, picking up the dog poo, all that fun stuff. And then I know I have to work out. Then I know I have to be with the family. 
and now pretty soon it's nine o'clock at night and it's like uh you know did i move the ball forward at all and what ultimately i need to be okay with those days it needs yeah. to there need those that day needs to be okay that but those are you have to do those things exactly you yeah. have to well you have to take care of yourself first right. and that is part of taking care of yourself what if it was me just having to get my hair cut or take a shower or trim my toenails or whatever it is like you have to take care of yourself first mm -hmm. definitely awesome Awesome guys. This yeah, is these are good points. I mean, uh, yeah, because I, uh, I'm that type too. Like I'm kind of like a go go go. So my outlook is I'm always trying to give myself things that to do that I enjoy doing. You know, because I I like that. I like to be active. I like to have something to think about or do. Um, I think I lean more towards having things to do rather than having nothing to do. I mean, don't get me wrong. I need that in the mix where it's like, okay, I have nothing to do today. Right. But on those days, the first thing I'm looking for is something to do, you know. Like, and I just, I've got a lot of things I try to surround myself where I have a mix of things to kind of put a little attention here, put a little effort there. I like to have somewhere to, to put my time and energy, you know. I yeah. find that in life, everything that we want out of life, we get by putting ourselves into life. You know, like, really, you have to... Put like if you if what you're doing doesn't produce, uh, I like to do something and then feel like my time and energy has been deposited somewhere and it's it's growing now. It's like now that I did that, I've set something into motion and it's going to grow. So it was an investment of my time and energy. Let's talk about the difference between and going back to mindset, because <clears throat> like one of the things that impresses me about Brian, like Brian should be able to do what he does. Brian should be able to flip that switch, smoke that cigar and check out while he's smoking meats and mm -hmm. not think about anything else because he works that W2. Uh, I think it's different. I think you have a slightly different mindset when you have that kind of job that when you check out, you leave all of that at the gate and you kind of take that collective sigh of relief. You do exactly what Brian was saying. It was you decompress and then you switch gears. I think somebody who's a 1099, who's young, who's growing a business like you, brand new realtor listening, you're trying to grow your business. What we're trying to say is while the, the greatest thing about being a realtor is the worst thing about being a realtor, no accountability. The greatest thing about being a broker, no accountability. The worst thing about being a broker is there's no accountability. So if you are like me and Josh and you have this natural level of ambition, you need to strike a balance in your life. Now listen to us when we're telling you how imperfect and how hard that is because I'm telling you right now that is a skill that I don't have mastered. I have seen success in real estate. I do not have a good balance between me finding chill slash inner peace um, and, and growing my business. So I hope it's something that if you're finding you're spending a lot of time experiencing burnout or any type of symptom of that, you know, either reach out to me or just go into a quiet room, ask yourself some hard questions um, and, and allow your heart and brain to answer them. But it certainly is a learned skill to be able to achieve sometimes that, that, that work-life balance. Yeah. Um, when you're a 1099, I mean, just because we, no accountability. I see no accountability as constant accountability. Right. <laughs> like I'm constantly accountable to myself to what happens next. That's one thing too. Uh, you know, there, there are people who assume that having a full-time job um, can take away from being a realtor, 
but I actually think in a sense, knowing that your basic needs are met already can kind of give you a freedom. A it well can kind of liberate your, well your mindset because I know one thing that certain realtors struggle with is, like you said, no accountability. So oddly enough, the fear of having to do it all on your own, the fear that everything's riding on you can actually undermine your success. Yeah. When really what you need to do is have that self-confidence and the faith, but having the uh, the income that you need already being in place, I think, can help to eliminate uh, any type of financial concerns. Anxiety. That, yes, anxiety. anxiety. Let's just exactly. say it. Right? I think it's a solid foundation to go forward from. How, um, how do you feel about that, Brian? Having been able to start and see success in real estate while working full time. Well, plus. he's absolutely 100% correct because I still have that W-2 to fall back on that will pay all my bills. Right. Whereas if I was on my own, you know, like when I got that time off, I had no income. So I was out trying to get it. But I've learned over time that being a realtor, it, I mean, it's a great job. I love it. And it's what I definitely want to keep doing. But you, some people approach it differently. Like, you can't approach it like this next person is your your neck is your next meal ticket. They, you got to kind of like, you, you just kind of like got to be there for them. Right. You know, uh, catch them when they're ready to fall. You know, but you can't force them to to go with you. And I think that when I see some of the younger people doing it, you know, and that's their only job, and they're getting burned out, and they they don't find success. Because they're 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 putting too much pressure on themselves to for that first call that they got, you know, to, like they're chasing it like the the you know the shyster lawyer chasing an ambulance down the street, you know, yeah. they, they look like that sometimes. And I just I have a different approach because my mindset, just like Josh said, I I'm I'm, I'm square. I, I don't I'm not worried about making you know mortgage payment or whatever because of the other place. That is such a good point. And let me also point out how tying yourself up or attaching yourself to the right brokerage that understands that those kind of things happen can have a huge benefit. And I want to point out and highlight and congratulate specifically Kimmy Sutt with Listing Leaders Executive. One of the things that Kimmy does so well with her tight group of high performing agents is she occasionally takes them out. This summer, I know a couple of times they've done on floats. You've seen those floats where you're drinking down the Kankakee River. It's a great way for everybody to decompress, but still be together. I mean, sure, if you want to talk shop, I'm sure they talk shop because they could talk. I could talk real estate all day long. But still, it's a time for them to get together outside of the office, decompress a little bit, enjoy the sunshine, each other's company. And I think it's really awesome when a brokerage will also provide that for you. Because one of the things that Kim's doing is fully recognizing the stresses that come with every day being a broker. Hey, you know, I'd like to let you guys know, this is just kind of an interesting thing. Um, On an earlier episode, I had stated that Kevin was the first person I spoke to from Listing Leaders. Yeah. That's actually not true. I, I remembered that. Um, the thing is, now we're canceled. You know, formerly, as you guys know, I was a carpenter. So I had been invited by my cousin to go look at a foreclosed property uh, that he was considering as an investment. The thing was, the agent that showed us that property was none other than Kimberly Suck. Kimberly so that Sutt. was the thing. I had let her know at that time that I was thinking about getting my real estate license. And so that was actually 
the original, that was where I originally heard of listing leaders, was from Kim Sutt uh, while she was showing my cousin and I a foreclosed investment property. I think we got to get her on the podcast next season. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of individuals that I would love to Putting you on to. notice, Kimmy Sutt. Yep. I love her. We have conversation. We, we touch yeah, base at be least on a quarterly basis. She's got such a great story. I'm not even going to begin to tell it because if she gets to tell it, it's a wonderful one. But Yeah, I would, I would, I'd like to meet her. That would be cool. Um, you know, with Kevin uh, over the last week doing the introducing the owners post uh, posts. You did do that. Some of those uh, that may be kind of cool to work into the podcast potentially. I dig that. So when I think about things I'd like to improve upon next season, as we start to wrap up our last episode here, um, I, I, one of the goals I'd like to do is ramp up the production value a little bit and start looking into the idea of having it be a video podcast. Um, do we do it here at the Listing Leaders Academy? Somehow incorporating video so this could be incorporated on YouTube as well as uh, little short snippets of the real good value on Facebook or wherever you like to post your social media. That'd be um, awesome. Yeah, wouldn't it? And I'd also like to have more guests. This year, um, <clears throat> this season, we did do good, a lot of good with guests early. We had a couple cancellations that you just can't work around, and I understand that. But uh, I think it would definitely be fun to incorporate more, not just broker guests, but local business owner guests and people with interesting stories to tell that ultimately would bring us value and make us better business people. You know, and uh, one thing that I would really like to lean into on our next season is uh, questions, taking questions from our listeners or even potentially um just from reaching out to industry professionals and just and just getting uh, questions from them, even if they're not necessarily a listener, we could potentially get a question from them to answer on the podcast. Yeah. I think that would be really nice if we can engage more with the listeners mm-hmm. and uh, if they have any questions or um, even things that they would like to uh, share, you know, certain events or things like that. Yeah, I dig it. Brian? Oh, I... I'm I'm going to be in agreement with both you guys. Yeah. I I like the idea of, of uh, lining up guests and and kind of being able to talk about who's coming on next on the next podcast. So and so will be here. Um, not that I didn't enjoy our time together, the three of us, but you know, this being a new podcast, it just there were some cases and we're not going to get into the details, but you know, uh, they were unavailable or, or things happened mm-hmm. on, on the, for the one guest and. Um, we were, you know, kind of left scrambling at the last minute on a couple of these, but um, I think we did a good job. I, I would, for next year, I, I'd like to see a little bit more, uh, maybe make it more fun. Like, more, not that this yeah. hasn't been fun, but, yeah. you know, just kind of ramp it up. You know? So the, the most fun we had was that second or third episode where we just did something gimmicky with the hot sauce. Right. That was actually just a ton of fun. Um, Challenges like that. Yeah, I think it would be cool to do some more like themed episodes too. Yeah. Just kind of silly. Like if we do a video podcast, I think it would be kind of funny if we did like themed. Like knowing in advance though and kind of like like all dressed up like yes, exactly. people, village people. Yeah, exactly, you know. <laughs> Just something silly. I mean, stupid and fun. Yeah, dress up like pirates or well, something like that. Final you know? thoughts <laughs> for this season and round 1. Um I'll go. I'll pass it off to Josh and I'll pad let Brian wrap it all up, but Um, My final thoughts are I have very much so enjoyed getting to know both of you. I think you guys are both outstanding, intelligent individuals who brought a lot to this podcast. And uh, it's an honor of mine to uh, be forging these friendships. 
I want to exceptionally thank anybody who took the time to listen to any one of these episodes. I hope if you learned anything at all along the way that, uh, that 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 would be a mission accomplished as far as I'm concerned. And if you ever wanted to talk about real estate or anything any further in regards to podcasts, my school, or just anything real estate related, I want to make myself available to you one last time um, until we meet again. So I'm Brandon Rainwater, and you can text me or call me directly at 219-789-4697. And I'm nothing but humble and appreciative of this opportunity, and I look forward to talking to everybody again uh, when we come back around for season two. Josh? Yeah, I, uh, I feel similar uh, with the gratitude. Um, this was something that I've wanted to do for a long time, a podcast. I've always, uh, for many years, been interested in podcasts. So this has been every bit as enjoyable as I thought. Um, I find talking is the best way for me to get my ideas out. Um, the things that I have in my head don't go down on paper as easily as they come out of my mouth. So I think that's why I like podcasting awesome. um wow am i the exact opposite <laughs> <laughs> um well maybe we should collaborate <laughs> no, um, no, you can, no. trans- you can transcribe for me take you off but uh yeah no i've really enjoyed this um i think that we had actually if you were to go back and listen through all of our episodes i really do think that would give you a head start on being a successful real estate agent yeah. so i think that's a pretty powerful statement for what we've done you know mm-hmm. um it's easy to be self-critical and think, oh, what we could have done better or things like that. But I definitely think if you listen to the episodes, you will get um, a, a head start. So I've enjoyed it. I have enjoyed getting to know you guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing more. Cool. Brian? So we started these podcasts back in February, is that correct? And we made a 12-episode commitment. Right. So back in February, I'm just rewinding in my head. Yeah. I. By chance, I just threw out there because I was trying to be the most supportive a- new agent that was out there that you know that I could possibly be while still working at, uh, well, we'll say at U.S. Steel. Mm. If they get mad at me, F them. We said it. I said it. So I tried to be the bu- the best a- you know new new agent I could be, and, and I, I just threw my name out in the hat. I didn't think I had anything you know to offer to this, honestly. Um, and I'm just a new guy that works full time somewhere else, and. Whatever I can do to help because I had uh, experience with sound working as a DJ before I started doing real estate. And uh, met you guys and, you know, we always joke about Josh not, you know, saying anything that first me. I said, oh my God, this is going to be terrible, but let's just give it a try. And I'm glad I did because I, I think we blossomed as, as friends and we, as we've grown closer together, the three of us, so has our show and it's gotten better. Each episode has been better than the last in, in so many ways and uh and and as i was because back then i only had three houses when that one that i when i said i'll do it i only had one under contract so i was three houses in and I, I watched my career blossom as well so it's been fun because i'm secretly taking notes over here to run back and do it for real on the outside yeah that's awesome. i'm learning i love it so i appreciate the opportunity and i appreciate the uh hospitality that you guys offered and it was, it's been a great ride so for our five or six friends that are out there listening right now yeah. we will be back we'll be better we'll be bigger and uh hopefully i won't be bigger god dang i, <laughs> I we're gonna be on camera we're gonna need two, we're gonna need two lenses <laughs> uh, but, we all three have a face for radio yeah 
But uh, no, it's been it's been a fun ride, and and I'm glad we did it. I'm glad that we saw it all the way through. So it's an accomplishment. And so that that's the dead last thing I want to say. I'm proud of us all for uh, making a commitment and sticking to it. You, we accomplished something. We we got our heads together, had that initial meeting, came up with an idea of 12 episodes to commit to every two weeks. It's been a bumpy ride at times, but man, damn it, if we all didn't stick through, stick together, and we've all been here doing it, so thank you. Well, 75% so this pod- of us stuck it through. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. this podcast, uh, with the way we're talking about it right here, it feels like a closing. We've closed this deal here. We've yeah. closed our first deal. We are closing this deal. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the listeners. Please be on the lookout. I'm sure we'll be posting. Season 2 will be right around the corner. It'll be bigger, better, badder. Can, can we give an approximately I don't even want to do after that Labor Day. sometime after Labor Day yeah I'll buy that keep them guessing sometime between Labor Day and Halloween yeah. the, the more that you guys want these episodes the sooner they'll come so reach out <laughs> yeah, yeah the, right the, the, the more our dozens of fans make noise the it's like an encore uh, to come back your well, wish is our uh, look out for season 2 thank you guys appreciate you very much yep until next time guys until next time And that's a wrap. We made a commitment to do 12 of these episodes. It's been an absolute honor to do them. And just like all of us in business, we know we can get better. So we're going to go take a brief break, decide how we can improve upon this podcast and bring you even more value-driven content. I can't thank you enough. Take care of yourself and each other and be on the lookout for season two.